Hello and welcome to another edition of the NCBI podcast. I'm June Tinsley, Head of Communications and Advocacy with NCBI. And today, on my, as my guest, I have Jade McCormick, who lives in Balbriggan, but originally from Cork. Um, and I'm delighted to, to have her on board. So thank you very much, Jade, for taking a bit of time out of your morning to have a chat with me. Thanks for having me on, June. Um, I suppose just for the benefit of our listeners who haven't heard you on the Ryan Toberty Show, um, if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so uh, I'm Jade McCormack. Uh, I, as June said, I'm originally from Cork, um, have been living in Dublin, I think about eight, nine years now at this stage. Um, I have a condition called optiohyplasia, which means that I have optic nerve damage. And so I can only see uh, a certain amount in my left eye and just light perception in my right eye. Um, and then uh, I am both a guide dog and long cane user, um, although more long cane these days, still waiting on a dog. But, um, and uh, I think what else can I say about myself? I, yeah, I suppose, uh, uh, as most people would know, I have a two year old daughter um, and her name is Sive. And she sounds absolutely amazing. Um, <laughs> And tell us, Jade, obviously you, you made the transition up to uh, living in uh, Dublin. Um, and was that a challenge or a joy or was there any um, motivation behind staying up in Dublin as opposed to going back to Cork? Or um, So I suppose it, it came with everything. Um, it was a challenge in the sense that I, I kind of, I didn't know whether I would want to move or whether I would want to stay. And then when I moved up here, uh, we originally lived in Swords and I just couldn't get over the level of public transport, the level of like I could go to the shop by myself without having to need help to cross the road. You know, it was just I was like, this is amazing. And so that in itself was was a joy, as you'd say. And then. The challenges, I suppose, were I was leaving my family behind. I was having to learn to be independent, doing things by myself without their support. And if things got tough, I couldn't exactly fall back on them. Yes. Um, so that was that was the biggest challenge for me. Other than that, I kind of learned to to be independent. And I had done all the the courses, you know, the, the ILS courses and things like that. So I kind of I was well, well equipped. But I the family support for me was the biggest thing and still is to this day. And I'm kind of going, oh, if I got the chance to move to Cork, would I? And the only thing I would move back to Cork for is the family support. And from a, a, were you originally in a more rural setting in Cork so that public transport wasn't at your doorstep? Was that a big factor? So I I come from a town called Fromoy and literally there is one bus that runs every hour to Cork City and that's it. Or okay. like you can get a bus to Dublin, um, but they're every kind of four hours and they're very hit and miss. Like if you're at the stop at the time the bus is supposed to come, it could be an hour later. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, yeah. it, it's very hit it's and too miss. Like, unreliable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I suppose moving into a, a new locality and trying to um, find that support and friendships and everything to, to help you integrate into the community um, was that a, 
something that you, you took in your stride or did you know people in the locality you moved to or um so I had I had I knew people um and they were instrumental in like say teaching us the roots and getting around and uh introducing us to managers in in the local supermarket and like from there we just anytime that I went in it was like oh you need a hand to do your shop that's fine we'll we'll get somebody for you and like they they taught me my bus routes and everything I used to call them my swords granny and granddad because they were just you know they they were (laughs) they were just superb like brilliant brilliant and I suppose that that's what you you need is just to um get the initial support to build your own independence around that which was obviously what happened which is great absolutely yeah and then like when when we had to move uh, out of the rented accommodation that we were in in swords then um so my my swords granny uh said oh my daughter is is looking to let the house uh, in Balbriggan so that's how we ended up moving up here moved into our friend's house lived there for nearly seven years before we moved to the house we're in now and to be fair, I mean, Balbriggan is obviously quite a, um, a large town um, with many, many housing estates. So um, I, I hope you, you found your, your feet there as well in terms of... Um, we did. Now, we're, we're a little bit further away from the town, but I mean, it was a small price to pay to know that it's a roof that I have over my head forever. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So, like, it's, it's just... But I mean, it just goes to show that, like, your connections form friendships and out of that, then, you know, like we were very lucky with the help that we got and like only for our friends like we probably wouldn't have a house in Balbriggan like we we could have been living anywhere yes yeah exactly well I'm delighted to hear it's all working out well exactly um, yeah and obviously as you mentioned uh Saif is the, the center of your world yes. um and can I just just curious in terms of um parenting and having a, a vision impairment how that worked for you when uh, Jade was so little um, and now that she's a um, a fabulous toddler she's running around the place. Uh, <laughs> she's currently downstairs bit... screaming but um, yeah so she when I found out that I was pregnant I I initially had this oh my god I can't do this but that was quickly uh, dampened down by my family and, and friends and they were like you can you can do this but uh, when so before she came along, we had we were very lucky to have the help of a um, a nurse, and she came out with her you know practice baby doll and showed me all the tips and tricks. And I initially breastfed, so that was fine. And then when I switched, she came back out and she showed me all the the tricks of the formula. And she said, "I've never had to show somebody who can't see." So she was like, let me come up with ways. And in fairness, we did. Um, the right. There was um, things like uh, perfect prep machines, which are like, you know, machines that would make the bottles for you. But I found when I used them, this was just my own personal experience and, and my own child. But she, um, whatever, um, whatever was in those machines, just the way they made the formula didn't agree with her. So I ended up having to revert back to the old school, the kettle. And um, yeah. it was just kind of a, like, let's learn to pour. Um, let's see if I can get get bottles that have big enough numbers that I can see them. Um, things like, you know, putting a knife mark on where the water needs to go to. Um, yes. Helped yes. as well, because I, I used to, 
like pour it when it was hot and then like when it had cooled down then I'd, I'd you know figure it out but it it got easier as time went on and to be fair they're not in the, the bottle stages for very long so you, it, it flies by yes um but that was that was the biggest challenge other than that um like the babies themselves are all very tactile and you kind of learn their little noises and their movements and like I used to know when she was hot or had a temperature by just feeling her her back. Yes, um, yes. I'd always know like okay she's she's too hot let's take a blanket off her or she's too cold let's put put an extra one on her. Like you, I never felt like I had to see her to know, you know what was wrong with her. Yeah, exactly. You were just tuned like in. Like if to... someone said to me, "Oh, her cheeks are very red," I'd know just by the feel of them. I'd say, oh, "Yeah, they're she's quite hot." And obviously now that uh, she's walking and talking and all that kind of stuff, um, mm-hmm. can I ask in terms of uh, getting out and about when she was little, um, <clears throat> she could be put into a, a sling. And I, I guess you were able to to manage that from a, a being a long cane user and a, and a sling. Is that correct? That's correct. So um, I had uh, mobility training uh, from NCBI and um, that was that was brilliant because I was able to then bring her out confidently um, while knowing that my cane skills weren't going to affect her being carried in the sling. It was just yeah. a case of learning to kind of hold it slightly differently and, you know, while not putting yourself in danger. Yes. Um, and that that for me was the biggest fear. I was kind of saying, oh, I don't want to, you know, use my cane. And then something happens that my child gets gets hurt or whatever. But it was just a case of learning how to readjust and Yes. You know, we we talked to it in our stride, but then as she got older, she got heavier, which meant my back couldn't, um, I couldn't hold her in the sling anymore. Yeah. Uh, so we transitioned from sling to buggy. Um, and then I tried to use my cane and pull the pram behind me as most blind mums or dads do. But for me, I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't like the fact that she was behind me. Um, if it was windy, I couldn't hear her. Um, yeah. So then I, I tended to just push the pram in front of me on routes that I knew very, very well. So I kind of, you know, I knew the footpaths. I knew where there was going to be obstacles. I knew where the curbs were. Um, and then as she's getting older, if it's I'm going to places that I don't know, then I don't bring the buggy and she will... Um, use her her harness and hold my hand um, and she never lets go and it's it's a rule of thumb that no matter who's holding her or who's walking her she has to hold their hand so that it's not like a, oh I have to hold my mom's hand but with everyone else I can run off yeah so it's, yes. it's just a rule of thumb that she holds everybody's hand with no exceptions yeah but that's understandable that's understandable yeah, it's just to make make her safe with us and you know so that we know she's not going to run off and, and into the road like where we wouldn't yeah, see oh, her yeah exactly exactly and what about in the in the home um because I can uh guarantee uh little two-year-olds obviously leave kind of toys hanging around the place and things like that um, so she's generally any... very good like we have um a rug on the sitting room floor and she generally tends to keep her toys to there um I know we've never told her to she just kind of she just does um the only things that get left in my way and it's the bane of my existence and if I could get rid of it today I would is her little um it's like a little car that she sits on and can can drive around in it yeah but it gets left everywhere like yesterday for example I was 
bringing her dinner to the table and the car was right in front of me and I thought oh my god like just <laughs> this is just so thankfully it's on wheels and it was just easily kickable yes but yeah that's the it, only could have tripped thing over it. yes exactly yeah. but that's the only thing that gets left and I do have a little bit of sight and if I was actually looking where I was going I would have seen it but I happened to have my eyes on her yeah yeah <laughs> so I, the car went flying yeah, no, I mean, to be fair, to be fair, it, you're painted a very um, real picture of, mm-hmm. of the challenges. Um, yeah, but I mean, that's the only you... thing. Like, I, I don't yeah. have, so when she was crawling, I had the place baby-proofed, but now I don't. Like, there's no locks on anything, um, anything that, say, she might want, like, um, her snacks or whatever. I keep in a press low enough that she can kind of go into it and say, ma'am, may I have this? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, because I, I don't, I just don't feel like... You know, I feel like if I if I keep things locked away from her forever, it's just going to make her more rebellious. Yeah, fair point. Um, um, but, and I suppose she, she's she, very good. And obviously, living living with yourself and uh, her daddy, she knows that uh, she. Well, has she to knows that do. we yeah, like she knows that we can't see. So if she wants something, she'll say, "Mommy, may I have this?" And she'll put my hand on it. Yeah, exactly. So she's um, or, or she knows, say, like that I can see her, but her daddy can't. And if he goes to, like, say, change her or do something with her, she, she runs off and <laughs> <laughs> playing and a little like, game. Yeah. Oh, she's like, ah, catch me, daddy, and then she'll run off and. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was. Yeah. So she she knows the difference between the two of us, and it. She's just. She tries to, I suppose she's, she's the normal two-year-old. She'll be, exactly. Daddy, can I have this? And if he says no, she'll be, Mammy, please. <laughs> yeah. Well, then that means she's totally and utterly normal. <laughs> oh, yes. Is great. Yeah. Very, very independent. Very, you know, I can And how did she get like, on with the guide dogs? So uh, when she was a baby, um, I, I haven't had a dog since before I had her. Um, so she's never actually seen me with a dog. Okay. Um, but I'm hoping to have one before she starts play school. Um, they're just they're they're hard at, at training them at the minute. So, but um, so when she was very small, um, her daddy had uh, a guide dog, and then she, you know, she was grand with him, and it never bothered her as a baby. But as she started crawling and stuff, she used to sit on him and and lie on him and everything, and, and just pet him. <laughs> and then he retired, so he moved in with a neighbor of ours. Um, and she missed him terribly, but but we were only around the corner, so she still got to see him. Yes. And then um, her daddy got another dog um, just before we moved in here and just before Christmas. But he ended up having to be put to sleep in January. Um, at two years of age, he had cancer. So oh, that af- that affected her massively. Like every time yes. the doorbell would ring, she'd be, Mommy, Yorkie's back. And I'm like, no, Sive, he's not. And we had to get her a picture for over her bed so that, you know, oh, Yorkie's looking at me. He's watching me. I'm happy. Oh, um, And then now he has um, been matched with another dog. So um, the new doggy will be uh, entering her life in May, but she doesn't know. Um, we haven't said anything. Yes, yes. Um, because I mean, she's very taken with dogs. So every time we go to my family home in Cork, she gets reacquainted with my retired dog. Um, and she absolutely adores her. Well, it's great that she's so um, open to, to the dogs because it certainly means that the, the next one that comes in May will be yep. uh, received a, a fabulous welcome. Oh, absolutely. Oh, loves dogs. Absolutely adores dogs. 
Right. Like we, right, right, we right. have to stop on the street. Like, mommy, look, there's a dog. And she'll say hello to the person. And can I pet your dog? <laughs> of course. <laughs> so she, and she's I, two and she's already asking, you know, can I pet the dog? Because I always say to her, no, you can't pet without asking. Because even if it's just a pet dog, I'm like, it might not be very friendly towards kids. And, you know, no, there's always point. that worry. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, and I, I suppose, um, do you have any other, the other question that I kind of ask all my guests are around, um, do you have any one piece of advice that you'd give to an, another uh, person who's just been diagnosed with a sight loss condition or who is um, parenting like yourself or um, anything like that? I think uh, for me, I would always say to people, whether you are born with no sight or whether you lose it, just don't let it overwhelm you. Like there are supports there. Um, there are ways around everything. Uh, you just need to figure out what works best for you. And once you find your, as I always call it, once you find your happy place, like yeah. run with it. Because otherwise your disability can consume you. And, you know, it's it's not really, it's not really the best thing. And I always kind of say, get out and about, talk to people, meet people. Don't be afraid to be in society. Like it's it's not, you know, just because you can't see, it doesn't mean that you don't have as much right to be out and about as everybody else. True, 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 true. Um, and can I ask, is there one uh, parenting hack or trick that you would recommend to somebody else, whether um, they be sighted or not? Parenting hack? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tell them who's boss. <laughs> Other than, I suppose, like, because parenting, you know, you could get a new car and it comes with a manual on how to use it. But when it comes to kids, there isn't one. So you, you just have Never. to find what yeah. works for you and what might work for me. Somebody might say that didn't work for me. Like that, that's ridiculous. But, you know, there is no right and wrong way with the child. You just have to. Trust your instincts. Like, trust your instincts, run with it. Um, get to know your child. Like, I see, well, I, I've come across a, a mom and she was saying, I don't like playing with her and, and she's happy just to be in her own little world. And I'm saying, okay, that's fine. That's what you like. But for me, I prefer to get to know my child. I sit on the ground, I play with her. I, you know, try and yeah. be inside her head. Um, yeah. And it, it genuinely helps us a lot better. And she's very, you know, like she's able to tell me what she wants or if she's having a down day, I'll say, OK, well, will we play? And then like it comes out that, oh, you know, my teeth are sore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's that's just how we kind of work it. And But I, I definitely think for, for parents, whether you're sighted or not, show them that like you mean business and I suppose just have fun with them. They don't stay kids forever. No, it's gone in a blink of an eye and, and especially yeah. enjoy the imagination that they have. Um, exactly. And, and they really else. don't stay kids forever. And like I used to be a clean freak and I mean, everything had a place and I hated dirt and mess and all that kind of stuff. And now I'm just kind of like, I have to let go because <laughs> I don't want her being like that. I don't want her feeling she can't make a mess or she can't, you know, like she'd be the kind of child that would pour her drink of water into her kitchen sink and give her toys a bath and I'm kind of saying you know what it's just water it's it's not a big deal yep I'm sure the, the toys need to be cleaned 
Exactly. <laughs> Even if there's drips all over the floor afterwards. Look, um, it can be cleaned. <laughs> Listen, Jade, thank you so much for your time. It was a lovely, lovely chat with you. Um, best of luck to yourself and to, to Sive and to your husband. And um, I'm sure that uh, she will thrive uh, as she gets older. And best of luck with the, the dogs as they arrive. Thank you very much. And thanks for having me. Thank you.